This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello and welcome to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Thank you for joining us and for following Working Like Dogs on Instagram and Facebook. We're your hosts. My name is Marcy Davis, and my co-host is my sweetie pie service dog, Lovey. And we're thrilled to be with you to talk about our favorite subject, working dogs and working animals. And today we're going to be visiting with Jennifer Erdogan and certified bed bug detection dog, Roscoe. And Jennifer serves as the director of the New Jersey-based canine division of Bell Environmental Services. And she's going to talk with us today about Roscoe's job and what he does to detect bed bugs. So come right back after these quick messages as we welcome Jennifer and Roscoe to the show. We'll be right back right after these messages. Stay tuned. Tired of wasting money on giant bags, boxes, and jugs of litter that don't last? Switch to World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter that lets you use less and get more. World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to deliver outstanding odor control and easy cleanup. It's lightweight, 99% dust-free, and pet, people, and planet-friendly. It's even flushable. Make the switch to World's Best Cat Litter and save $2. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Hello, Jennifer, and welcome. We're so glad you could be with us today. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've seen Roscoe on television, which got Lovey and I all excited about Roscoe's job. So tell us about Roscoe. Share with our listeners what kind of dog he is and how he came to work for Bell Environmental Services. Okay. Well, Roscoe is a certified bedbug detecting canine. And he came to work at Bell approximately eight years ago when the bedbug epidemic started taking this country by storm again. Bedbug detecting canines have been used to detect low-level infestations. So many times you may have a few bedbugs. You're getting bit, but you're not able to find them. That's where the dogs come in. We use them to sweep office buildings, medical centers, and homes, and they can literally pinpoint the location of the bugs. That is so awesome. Well, tell us about your company, Bell Environmental Services. What all do you guys do and who are your clients? Who do you work with? Okay. We're a full-service pest control company. We've been in business since 1963, and we service all types of medical facilities, pharmaceutical companies, offices, residences in the New York metro area. And we really try and use low toxicity tools and methodology to get rid of any infestation, including pet bugs. Nice. So tell us, when did you guys start using dogs? Have you always used them or how did that come about? Yeah, we use them exclusively for bed bugs. So when we started doing our bed bug control treatments a handful of years ago and 
We were just like inundated with calls, just, you know, having, you know, our ear out and what was going on in the industry. We started learning about bed bug detecting dogs. So dogs have been used in the industry to detect termites. In the past, they also are often used to detect mold in residences, peanuts you know, lots of other, you know, things. And they, just like they were trained on termites or mold or peanuts, they were trained on the scent of bed bugs. So what they do, because dogs, especially long-snouted dogs, they smell in parts per trillion, they can literally, you know, they walk into a room and they just zone in on where the organic scent of the bug is coming from. That is so amazing. Well, it was Roscoe the first dog that you guys started using? Exactly. Roscoe was our first canine. We now have seven canines and handlers to escort them out into the field, uh, but he was our first. And he is actually uh, one of our supervisors here, pet, first dog that he ever has. name was Roscoe, and, and hence the name. So that's how oh. we named him. <laughs> and Roscoe, where did you guys find Roscoe? Roscoe was a rescue dog. He was found by an academy called the Florida Canine Academy, and that's where we purchased him from and where Roscoe was initially trained. We since uh, have been working with another training facility based in Alabama called FSI Canine, but he initially is a Florida dog. Wow. Well, I guess after you had Roscoe, you had to have others because he's so adorable. And I'm sure <laughs> people love him. He's, yes. he's a bit of a celebrity here in the New York metro area. <laughs> I'm sure he's bigger than the New York metro area. He is such a cutie. Yes. Well, and tell us about, so you mentioned about his training, but mm-hmm. I mean, you guys have some pretty serious certifications and, and take this very seriously. Can you tell us a little bit more about the training that your dog go through and about their certification? Sure. I mean, bed bug dogs are trained on average, I guess, for about six months by the master trainer and by the facility where we purchase them. And then we send our handlers down for another about week and a half to two weeks of training, working with the dogs and getting them up to speed. They are certified and accredited from the WDDO, which is World Dog Detector Organization. And they do what's called a double-blind test. It's when neither the proctor in the room nor the handler knows where the bugs are hidden so that nobody can be giving the dogs any indication of where the where the bugs are. So they come in and they test, they find, find where the bugs are. And if they pass, of course, they get accredited. And then additionally, we work with the master trainer twice a year, moving, moving forward from the initial accreditation. And then all the teams are certified, recertified again annually. Oh, nice. And do the dogs work with just one handler or do they have multiple handlers? Yes, the dogs work with one handler. There are a few handlers that have two, actually one handler that that is working with two dogs currently, but each dog only has one handler. And do they go home with the handlers at night or how does that work for Roscoe and his friends? (laughs) They don't. We have, we actually have a kennel at our facility where they live. They have air conditioning and heat in their dog houses. And then we have an indoor area for them during inclement weather because we are up here in, in New Jersey. And, you know, on occasion they'll go home with their, their handler for some, you know, special time, but they're, they're all pack dogs and they're used to spending their time. We have a for them to go out and kind of run in in a wooded area. So it's quite nice for them. (laughs) 
Well, what have you guys seen as the benefits of having canine inspectors versus human inspectors? The benefit? Yeah, well, we have both. So again, you know, a human can walk into a room and if there's only two or three bugs, see bed bugs are hiding insects, so they like to wedge their bodies into cracks and crevices. So when you're only having one or two, they can go unnoticed from quite some time until the signs start accumulating of an infestation. Signs are, you know, yucky things like fecal spotting that you may see on furnishings, cast skins, because they develop in a process called molting, similar to a snake where they shed their skins. You'll start seeing those accumulate around as the populations grow. But when in, you know, early stages of an infestation, there's only a few bugs. So an inspector, a human inspector, we rely exclusively on our eyes. We can inspect a room and still miss something, no matter how thorough we are. If, if a bug is deep in a headboard or behind an outlet or under a base molding, whereas the dogs are just much more capable of sniffing them out and pinpointing them because they smell them. They don't have to rely on their eyesight to find them. So we do have human inspectors, but when the human inspectors fail and itching is persisting, or if we want to cover large area, for example, inspect numerous apartments during one day or an entire, you know, floor of a hospital, that's where the dogs come in because there's no way that humans could cover that ground, you know, with any accuracy. Yeah. Well, yeah. what's the dogs, what is their reward when they do detect bed bugs? What do they get? Yeah. Well, for <laughs> the dogs, I mean, the dogs, you know, to qualify as being a scent dog or a detecting dog, you know, they have to have a certain level of motivation and that's how they're evaluated by the master trainer that, that scouts them. You have these highly motivated dogs and some of them are really food motivated while others, we have one dog in particular that is really toy motivated. So really just depends on the individual dog, but they, they get very excited. You know, they want to please their handler, their dad, as you know, in this case, our, our handlers happen to be male. And so they, you know, they're excited for their game. They go and they, they search out the bugs and when they find them, they're either, they're getting a piece of kibble or a squeaky toy to play with. So, and the kibble is kind of like, it's kind of just directed. So they sit, they, they would put their train to go to source. So they put their nose as close to the scent of the source of the scent of the bed bug as possible. They will sit, they'll put their nose on it. And then the kibble is kind of just dropped like mana from heaven. So it's not given to them by the, by the handler. And so they've learned from a very young age that, wow, when I find this particular scent and I put my nose right on it, this mana just comes from heaven, you know? Um, and in, and in this way, they they don't rely on their handler. They don't know that it's necessarily coming from the handler. It's just an association that they make. And, and of course, with the one dog that really loves toys, we have a nice little squeaky toy that, that drops and he can get it. And Well, that's sweet. And, uh, it's like yeah. the, angel, the angels are smiling upon them. And, exactly. And them. <laughs> well, exactly. That, that's interesting that they don't associate it with their handler. That's really an interesting concept. Right. Well, that's what you strive for. I mean, on a certain level, maybe they do. I've never been inside their head, but that's what you strive for because you don't want them to be cute or or looking at the handler for the reward. You want them to be operating independently and really confident in what they're doing. Yeah, that's really cool. Wow. Well, so the other dogs, are they similar to Roscoe, the other part, the other seven? Well, we have Roscoe was our first, and he is a tricolored beagle. We have 
Simon, who's a mixed breed, the black, you know, medium-sized dog. We have Sparky, which is our Jack Russell Terrier. And then we have uh, three other beagles, and they're, they're all girls. And then <laughs> lastly, um, our newest addition is Lucy, and she's a beagle mix. Oh, cool. 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 Cuties. And do you see any difference between the males and females and their ability to detect? No, not at all. Good. um, Yeah, no, they're just both motivated. You know, they're all long-snouted dogs. And, you know, I've come to learn that those are the the really good ones for um, detecting any, Mm -hmm. any type of scent dog. Yeah. That's awesome. They're all professionals. That's wonderful. Yes, they are. Yes. <laughs> well, we're going to take just a quick break and hear some okay. important messages from our sponsors. But Great. we're going to come right back and continue talking because we have some more questions for you about Roscoe and about all of the wonderful publicity that he's been receiving. So okay. come right back after these quick messages. We'll be right back right after these messages. Stay tuned. Get the stinky dog away from me. Bad breath and bad gas. PD stopped eating. All his hair fell out. Itching, licking, missing fur. At least $5,000 in vet bill. Creams, antibiotics, sprays. No results. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. The shedding is stopped and the itching is stopped. Her coat is not soft, it's silky, it's healthy and shiny and glossy. She's got life, she's got energy. Tons of energy, no more bad smells. Dynavite's the bomb. Dynavite is the best thing that's ever happened to my dogs, you know, besides me, of course. (laughs) 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. Dynavite for life. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Molly, here's your dinner. (laughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. And we're visiting today with Jennifer Erdogan and Roscoe. And Jennifer is with us from Bell Environmental Services and talking about Roscoe and his other friends and the amazing work that they do to detect 
bed bugs, which is just so amazing. But I know that you mentioned earlier in our time today that Roscoe has had a lot of publicity. And I know that Lovey and I saw Roscoe in the Parade magazine, which is a huge circulation uh, magazine that goes out to so many people in the Sunday newspapers. So tell us a little bit about Roscoe's celebrity. Okay. Well, as we mentioned earlier, he was our first canine. And when we started advertising through commercials, we just, you know, did a quick aside by naming him Roscoe, our bed bug dog. And we featured, you know, a little picture of him um, inspecting an apartment in the commercial. So it ran um, all around the New York metro area. And soon as our handlers were out in New York City, we started getting, you know, Roscoe would almost get like these cat calls like, hey, where's Roscoe? Anytime like uh, people would see our vehicles, they'd be like, where's Roscoe? And um, our technicians would shout back, he's working, he's working. And soon after that, we were like, well, that would make a really fun commercial because he's becoming quite a bit of a celebrity in New York City. And so, you know, one of our next commercials was, uh, hey, where's Roscoe? Featured people in the city shouting that out and they'd say he's working. And um, it's really almost become like a a tagline for the company. It's quite funny. Yeah. And... uh, And everyone gets really excited whenever he's out and about inspecting in the building. Um, You know, any opportunity people can get to, you know, pet him. And it's really nice. And and I think for our handlers that that have the privilege of working with the canines every day, it's it's really therapeutic for them as far as as far as a a job goes. You know, they they really enjoy their animals. Yeah. Well, and has he, didn't I see Roscoe on television where he was actually detecting or was that another one of your other dogs maybe? It most likely was Roscoe. We've had a few dogs on. We've been on... Was CBS? Was it yeah, the CBS, CBS Morning ABC, Show? Mm-hmm. Right, local mm-hmm. TV out here. Yeah, we have... Usually we bring one of the devices we use for training, either the rail or the wheel, and where we have in one container lined up bed bugs, and you spin the wheel or walk the dog up and down the rail, and they literally sit, put their nose exactly in the container where, where the bed bugs are pretty cool. It's amazing. Yeah, it's so cool. What I saw was really amazing to see them work. They were on a mission and they were so focused. What's Mm -hmm. the work, the usual working time that you have your dogs out in the field? Uh, You know, it really depends. They usually work about, I would say, 45 minutes at a stretch before having a break because then they can just get a little distracted or need some water or need a little bit of downtime. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, residential inspections, we may schedule three in a day per handling team. Oftentimes we do inspect larger facilities like office complexes. And in that case, we would bring several canine teams to inspect, you know, multi floors. And again, so we would run them maybe about a half hour to 45 minutes at a stretch and then give them the give them a break for a bit and then, you know, bring in another team to to pick up where one team left off. Well, I know bed bug infestations have been in the news so much over the last few Mm -hmm. years. How do you think the dogs are impacting that? What's their work doing to deal with that issue? Well, you know, one of the best things about them is that they're a proactive tool for locating low-level infestations. So you can really get on top of an issue before it becomes overwhelming. We do have larger clients that, you know, schedule quarterly or 
biannual inspections where we'll just come in. We even have like a healthcare facility that brings us in on a weekly basis to one of their critical areas. So we'll come, we'll sweep the entire unit. And if there are any alerts by the dog, then we'll sit and we'll treat immediately those areas so that they just get it taken care of before an infestation grows. Yeah, that's so important. That's great. Well, and do you do any preventative work with Roscoe? I've heard that there's an app that might be available. Yeah, I mean, the app was one of the, I believe it was a travel app, correct? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I just was hearing that you guys had, that Roscoe had an app. That had an app. Get. Yeah, <laughs> it's all about Roscoe, yes. Yeah, so. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's more of like a novel little game, but I think there were travel tips you know, associated with that too, so that, you know, people can know where to look and what to be on the lookout for while they're out traveling. Yeah, in, that's in hotels. Yeah, yeah. because I have to say, every time I travel now, I do think about that, especially when I'm in major cities. So exactly. what, what does Roscoe recommend that people do when they're traveling to look yeah. for any kind of bed bugs that might be there? Exactly. I mean, you know, we just have to accept that bedbugs are pervasive and they're just pests that we're going to have to deal with today. But when you're traveling, I mean, sure, when you go into a hotel room, you just do a general inspection of the headboard and maybe bed skirt. You know, the bed skirt is often not changed, you know, with every person that goes in and out. Usually it might even be adhered to the box spring. So that would be a, one of the places where the bugs could kind of hang out undisturbed, whereas just the regular sheets and blankets are constantly changed. So, you know, look around the headboard, around the bed skirt, base molding. Just look for, you know, any fecal spotting or insects or even signs of a treatment. We recommend keeping your luggage away from the bed if you can bring a large plastic bag with you. You can encase your suitcase in the plastic bag while you're there just to prevent anything from crawling in. And of course, when you get home, you know, launder your items, uh, inspect your bag. And if and if you're really worried, call for a canine and inspection of your luggage. I mean, that's something that we do for people when they're traveling as well. They may leave them the luggage in their garage or someplace outside of their actual residence and we can come and sniff it for you and make sure that it's all clear. Wow, that's great. Those are great tips. Thank you for sharing that. Sure. <laughs> I, I remember those myself. Thank you very much. Well, and you know, public access is a big thing for working dogs, but I'm guessing that Roscoe is usually, he's so focused that he's out in the field actually doing detection. But are there any other times that Roscoe or your other dogs are out in the public? You know, we've had some We've had some times where we've we've invited people here to the company to go and spend time with Roscoe, meet and greets type thing. But they're mostly, you know, they're working dogs, so they're busy and, you know, they're hanging with their handlers or with each other when they're not working. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. I didn't know if, if Roscoe went to schools or anything like that to do any kind of public appearances. <laughs> not Not usually, no. Yeah, he's too busy. He doesn't have time for that. Right. right. He's napping um, when he's not working. (laughs) Exactly. He's resting so that he can work. Exactly. That's what Lovey does. Absolutely. (laughs) So do they mostly work five days a week? Is that what you have for the dogs or just depending on the need? Yeah, it depends on the need. There are slower times of year and, of course, like the warmer months here, you know, especially peaking in summer, we're busier. We inspect five days a week. 
We inspect day and night. Of course, not every handling team is working around the clock, so that's why we have so many dogs to accommodate, you know, sometimes an erratic schedule. So a law office, for example, will not want us to come in and inspect during the day when people are working, so they might have us come after hours. Uh, Same thing if we're inspecting a healthcare facility that's busy prime time, we might have to go at an off hour when, you know, where they see less patients to come in and and inspect for them. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, and have you, since Roscoe's your first dog and he's eight, do you have any idea of what his working career will look like and, and about his retirement plans? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're thinking about moving <laughs> to Miami uh, <laughs> to be a snowbird. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he'll most likely go live with his handler and come here during the days when his handler is working to hang out with his pals. I mean, that's what he knows. We have, like I said, a, a cushy kennel and he, you know, he's, he's one of six dogs. So he, um, nine to five would most likely come and hang out and just play in the run and, and spend some, some times with his pals that are not on duty. Nice. <laughs> that yeah. sounds good. I know they, you know, the true working dogs, it's hard for them to retire, you know, because it's so in their blood, you know, that that's that's their job and they love it. Yeah, like humans, we don't want to retire, right? We still want to be useful and continue working. So Exactly. (laughs) Well, if there's one thing that you want our listeners to know about your bed bug detecting dogs, what would that be, Jennifer, that you really want us all to be aware of? Well, I think they're probably one of the most accurate tools in detecting low-level infestations. They are biological instruments. So, you know, people always ask, you know, how accurate are they? You know, they detect bed bugs over 90% accuracy, and they're really next to actually finding the bugs. They're one of our best tools we have in in, uh, detecting low-level infestations. Well, they're definitely the cutest tools that you have as well, which (laughs) is so wonderful to see them out in the field. And we just love to see and and hear about all the different amazing jobs that dogs have. And thank you for sharing this one with us because this is pretty cool and really can help a lot with a a big issue that we usually don't want to think about bed bugs. So it's really nice to have a, a really cute solution that can help us deal with that. Well, before you leave us today, tell us how our listeners can get more information about your organization and how they can find out about your services. Okay. They can find us at our website, www.bell-environmental.com. Okay. Awesome. And we'll put that up on our site along with a picture of adorable Roscoe. So thank you so much for being with us, Jennifer. We really appreciate it. And we look forward to seeing Roscoe uh, on TV and in print as we know he will continue to get all of the much deserved publicity. (laughs) Great. Thanks for having me, Marcy. Thank you. And thank you, our listeners, for being with us. We love for you to join us, and we love to hear from you. So keep those emails coming. You know, you can email us at Marcy, M-A-R-C-I-E, at PetLifeRadio.com. And we also love connecting with you on Instagram and Facebook. So please continue sharing your photos of your working dog and the incredible work that they're doing with you every day. So thanks so much for being with us, and we look forward to being with you again soon take good care let's talk pets every week on demand only on petliferadio.com